mission is to empower your awareness. The choices that you make in every moment shape your life, and we encourage you to realize that you have your own answers and to always listen to your own truth. We invite you to stay aware. Welcome back to The Aware Show. Hi, this is Lisa Gar. So there is a, a generation of people out there, you might be among them if, if you're listening here, who really don't consider yourselves very, very religious or very, very spiritual, but somewhere in between. And then when that topic of God comes up, it gets a little like weird, a little uncomfortable. You don't really know what to do with that. Maybe you avoid it. You don't pick up a book that has that word in the title, <laughs> you know. Why? But why even go there? I mean, why do we ever have to even talk about God? Well, we've talked with neuroscientists on this show, and they specifically have said, uh, Dr. Andrew Newberg, who wrote the book, Why God Won't Go Away, he talks that our brains are hardwired to believe in something outside of ourselves and that there is a neurological basis in mystical experience. So if the brain desires it and the conversation desires it, now what? Now what do we do about that? So there is a rabbi that addresses all of this consideration. His name is Rabbi Brian Zachary Mayer, and he created a program called Religion Outside the Box. And he's written a great book called How to Find Out What the God of Your Understanding, whoever that might be, wants from you. And the back of the book, it says, if God hasn't spoken to you from a burning bush, then this book can help. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank Rabbi you Brian. for having me. Thanks for being here. So I love your sense of humor. It's really important when there's a topic that has that can be so thick and heavy yeah. and has created wars over centuries and, and all mm-hmm. sorts of things. I mean, religion has been the, the reason for separations of continents of of people and so forth in the well, past. I, I think Why? religion's been scapegoated into that. And, and my favorite example is that, um, you know, uh, Ronald Reagan was shot in the hopes of impressing uh, Jodie Foster, but nobody blames Jodie Foster. Right, right, right. We're not boycotting Jodie Foster movies. I don't really think, you know, the conflicts in Ireland are over uh, conceptualizations of the Trinity. I think religion just gets the bad rap. It's the title. Right. It's, Things yeah. get done in the name of religion, but that doesn't uh-huh. mean religion's doing it. Religion's about coming to an understanding of God, whatsoever that means for you. That's really what it should be. All right. Why do people need to have a belief in something? You don't. That, I, I mean, I, I'm all for the neuroscience. That's fine. I don't care what anyone uses the word God to mean. It's a placeholder, the same way the word, you know, if you if you take the letters, twist them around, D-O-G, is a placeholder for our concept of canines. God is just a placeholder. And I really think that those uh, people who don't believe in an external active deity, that they need to start using the word God as the word God. If they believe that God is our highest ideals or that God is love, we need to be using the word God to mean those things also. Or the only concept people are going to have of God is this external deity sitting in a cloud. And and that's just not so. Everyone is entitled to, and I think everyone has a different interpretation of what the word God is. Well, in I mean, yes. And that's why it's such a subjective conversation. Yeah. I mean, and I look at things like the Bible or the all the different texts as stories, yeah. as wonderful parables, yeah, absolutely, to give us examples yeah. of what of things that might have happened, or give us examples of how to live and different types of uh, yeah. ethics and insights there's into a life. Great, great notion um, that's not not mine uh, is that there's a difference between true and truth. Like um, something can be 
truthful without being true, like George Washington and the cherry tree. We all know that ain't a true story, right? But it's a truth story. Ah, that's a good. If you look at the Bible that way, right? It doesn't really matter if there was a Noah. I don't think there was, but there's a truth story in it, right? There's still truth in it, even though it might not be true. And if we could get our heads around that. I think we could have conversations where people don't have the same beliefs, but we focus on the part that we all get to, which is is the truth, the truth of the matter. Yeah, it does. It, and the fact that it has led up to conversations for centuries yeah. really means that it had a lot of truth to it. Oh, or, yeah. you know, that there was... I mean, I always wonder if the, if Jesus really was this guy who walked around or if he was just an example of uh-huh. a guy and who was his father anyway. Yeah. And this whole thing floats through my mind back and forth. There's a lot of books these days yeah, coming out about with the one. word Jesus on the title. And... Um, there's a consciousness that it that it emits that that says, "Hey, here's the guidelines. Please don't kill anyone. Yeah. Please stick with the person yeah. that you love yeah. and and love try your to neighbor, neighbor as yourself and as those are great. Yeah, good stuff. Yes, I mean, I I have a five year old and I was teaching her that when she was looking at little bugs as a kid and uh-huh. wanted to step on them uh-huh. and I'm like, well, would you want to be stepped on? And mm-hmm. it's just human nature to to try and teach about human nature. And her little friend said, she said, I went to temple and I saw God. Well, fantastic. And I said, you did. And I started to figure out who she was talking to. It was the rabbi. <laughs> well, nothing wrong with confusing rabbis with God. It works perfectly <laughs> fine for me. Well, so this here's the question. When somebody says to you, God is everywhere, uh-huh. what does that mean? Is God in my pen? Well, there's a whole, that's a whole thing. Um, as you know, I, I've, I, for a little while I was marketing goofy religious novelties, one of which is called God in a Box, which is a clear plastic box and it says if God is everywhere, God must also be in this box. That, that notion that God is everywhere, this pantheistic, you know, that God is everywhere is one notion of God. There's also panentheism. There are all these – there are thousands and thousands of notions of God. Um, I don't know when let – me, let me go at it two different ways. When somebody says to you, God is everywhere, so God is in my pen, I don't know what they mean by that. We'd have to right. ask them further. Right. I love there's a story by um, – it was an English poet named Sachs and, and everyone knows the story about uh, the, the three blind men in India or five blind men in India all holding different parts of an elephant and one's holding the leg and thinks it's a tree and one holding the trunk and thinks it's a snake and one's against the side and thinks it's a wall Everyone has a different part of the elephant, so they all think it's a different thing. I think we can all have different notions of God. We can't all – we can't understand. This is – I mean, plain and simple, the greatest minds of history, not only of today, of history, haven't fully understood <laughs> what God is. I don't really require you or I to understand it either. Yeah. I'm all right with being kind of, kind of, you know, a little confused about this. The facts and all that stuff yeah. don't really matter no. in the, and the facts, who knows? It was written 40 years after. I mean, there's, there's so many different <laughs> versions, which is great because we can have a spirited conversation about it, even though I don't know all the details because I'm not a theologian. I, yeah. I understand the concept that, um, God and love and joy, all of that's kind of the same thing. Amen. <laughs> I'm with you. And it feels good. So, but then in terms of what to teach are the children of today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the, you know, attendance in the uh, the strongly orthodox schools is down mm-hmm. and people are wondering what to do. Okay, here's... What do you think is going to happen Well, there? okay. I don't think, and this is, um, I don't think religion is for children. I really don't. I, and there's somebody had said to me once that... Um, 
uh, false religion is about staying out of hell and real religion is about how to get through life once you've been in hell. Uh-huh. I, kids, thank God, don't need – they don't have the problems that we as adults have. I don't think they need religion. No, but when they – my daughter oh. asks me, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids She's, what ask. is hell? And I'm like, ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean those questions come. Yeah. What my, do you say? I, my son's only 18 months old, so I don't okay. have this problem yet. Good luck. Oh, you have fun. Um, but but I, I don't think uh, – we can enculturate children. We can get them to think, oh, I am a this. But that's not religion. That's teaching them a culture. That's teaching them a, a, a way of thinking. I think maybe – I would love to see if we didn't introduce people to, to religion until you know, maybe 13, 18, or 21, somewhere around there. Because what I find in dealing with adults all the time, in trying to help them have a mature understanding of religion or God or the Bible, is that the first thing we need to do – is we need to unlearn so much crap that they've learned. You and, got and, a good point there. And and you got to unlearn that until you, then you can come to your own understanding. I understand what you're saying now in terms of a religion, quote unquote, yeah. should not be taught to children. But morals and ethics good can stuff. be, should be. Yes. yes, of course. And that's where it comes down to when someone asks you, "What is hell?" Well, there's a idea yeah. of if you do bad things to other people, yeah. those bad things might happen yeah. to you. Right. And, and that the, idea of karma that's all so trendy and everyone talks about. Yeah. Right. Well, that, you know, do unto others type of thing yeah. as you would want to be done unto you. That would all come back in terms of it just a, a good teaching or mm-hmm. sharing is another good way to teach about religion. Great. I mean, really, don't call it religion, but call it giving Great. and receiving. Well, I think for children, religious concept. if you're really going to teach children, children are really going to learn. Your daughter's going to learn more from you and what you do than from anything she's going to learn in a school, anything she's going to learn when she goes into a church or in a synagogue or a mosque. She's going to learn more from her mother's actions. Mm-hmm. And so it's really uh, uh, incumbent upon us as adults to make sure we're doing uh, not only living ethical lives, but having some spiritual things in our own life so that they can see that you this see? isn't just – you know, ship the kid away. And... But that's where God comes in because God's okay. going to need to help her with that because <laughs> <laughs> her mother runs She's the aware me, show. <laughs> I run. That's what yeah. I do. No, I, you know, I'm a, a <laughs> God helper if she's modeling me. You know, as a five-year-old, it's an interesting God. She's probably, <laughs> I'm going to take a guess here, she's going to learn that her mother was asking the questions. Yeah. And that it's all right to ask questions. Yeah, what a fantastic thing for her to learn. Right. So if she asks you, what is hell? And you say, I don't know. Let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or I'll bring on people on the show to talk about it. She'll learn that uh, that exploration is a good thing. And most, like yeah. most parents, and you'll find this out too, is you really learn as you go along. Because mm-hmm. nobody can teach you the day-to-day, moment-by-moment stuff because there's so many of them. <laughs> And you just figure it out as you go along, and you try to do the best mm-hmm. that you possibly can and be as conscious about it as you mm-hmm. possibly can. So let's go back to what we were talking about here. Okay. You created this concept of religion outside the box. Yes. It's a religion outside the box. Uh, uh, it's it's kind of fun. Yeah. And you've got a whole web community around this, mm-hmm. which I think is cool, rotb.org, right? Yes. Uh-oh. Religion outside the box. And um, on there, there's there's newsletters. And what inspired you to create this kind of online community? So I worked for a mainstream brick-and-mortar congregation for a number of years, but it just didn't jive. Um, it didn't, didn't really work with my soul. I really have a humanist notion of the world. I don't, I, I don't think that God, if, you know, if there's a God up in heaven, that God's 
playing team saying, oh, no, you're not in the right religious team. I hate you. Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. So I, I, I had to figure out, well, how can religion be? And then my my wife's brother, who was deceased, used to when they were driving, uh, they would pass churches and go, "Oh, another God box." So, kind of, you know, working outside the box using that notion came up with religion outside the box. And I was emailing people my religious thoughts, my my little musings on, um, you know, if if you let, were Rip Van Winkle and you fell asleep and woke up 50 years later, what would be most surprising about your life? What would be most surprising? If you had fallen asleep you know, at half your current age and then you woke up at your current age, what would you be surprised to find out you're doing? And, and my list grew from 20 people to 100 people and then it you know, just started to grow and it got thousands of people and I have a podcast now that thousands of people listen to. It's kind of kind of groovy. People are really hungering for yes. honest, spiritual, religious content. Yes, and hunger is a great word. Yeah. People are starving in a way for information that resonates with themselves. Yeah. And that has to do with, I mean, now you see Oprah doing the spiritual huh. thing and she's been wanting to forever. Now she's finally got a forum to do it. And, and it's it's great to have people ask questions. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about what you're talking about is that you're not saying, here's my dogma, you need to oh, adhere no, to this. No, no, no. I'm I I my goal is to empower people to find their own answers. I don't want to tell I mean in the back yeah, of my book there's a that. whole chapter called um Rabbi Brian's answers, but it's all in parentheses because I don't want these are just my ideas. Uh, uh Figure out what works for you. Well, it says here in the back of the book, it says this book won't tell you what you ought to do or what what you ought to believe. It helps you find out for yourself. Yeah. How would you talk to someone about finding out what and who God is to them? Um, well, I, I would uh, – starting out, I would avoid the God word altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, find out maybe what – well, or maybe find out what God wants from them. But to find out who God is, that's a little too – too big. Uh, find out what God might want from them. I have some really fun, um, kind of fun exercises. Uh, there's one where I do uh, role playing with people and we do a, a uh, let's say you and I and we'll have this seat open here for God. Uh, we're in a couples therapy group and I said, well, Lisa, you know, it seems that uh, you and God have been having a, you know, there's some things that haven't been said for a while and um, you know, just between you and and me and everyone who's listening to this broadcast, um, what are some of the things that you feel need to be expressed that you haven't felt safe to express? And then just playing it as a as a as a family therapy kind of thing, unbelievable answers can come out. That's an excellent question. Oh, it's just it's beautiful. And then um, yes, we, we'll uh, sometimes switch, and then you'll play the part of God, and we'll have God play the part of Lisa, and then you can answer on God's behalf. Oh, great! <sighs> it's oh, wonderful things come out of it. I have, I seem to uh, my my shtick, for lack of a better word, is these. Um, Short, simple spiritual exercises, things that kind of tweak you to think religiously. Um, you know, if one of them was if you could think about the universe as your job employer, what would your job description be? Uh-huh. What would your job title be? <laughs> what are you here to do? And so it's, That's a great way to find purpose and find yeah. meaning in life. So That's I have, good. That's um, another one. All these um, – if you could invent a holiday, what would it be? I mean, we all know Hallmark invented, you know, uh, Valentine's Day and some of the others. <laughs> but if you could invent one, what do you think we should all be celebrating? Um, I mean, I, I think we should all have a Faith Day. So, and then the next question, obviously, is okay, Rabbi Brian, how are you going to go and celebrate Faith Day? So to ask people to think about what 
holiday do you think should be celebrated? If you think, you know, some of the ones that are out there are cheesy. Um, here's one of my favorites ever, ever, ever. And I'm going to ask everyone who's listening to do it. Okay. Is think about how old you currently are. If that's an odd number, add one or subtract one just to make it easier. Now divide that by two. Okay. So now think about how old you were at half your current age. And now I want you to think from the, your present age right now, if you could go back and give your past self at half your current age any spiritual religious advice, what would it be? Don't go in the sun. Is that not spiritual? That's not spiritual <laughs> religious advice. But that, that kind of, uh, you know, uh, take more chances maybe or um, be more cautious might be a nice way of putting that don't be in the sun so long. But right. that, what kind of spiritual religious well, advice do you give yourself? Well, actually, it has some meaning there because, there's, you know, there's a lot of information now about how, we, you know, when we used when I was back then, yeah. sit with the foil tin and yeah, try to yeah, get the yeah, right. Yeah. But what I know now is that that harmful rays from the sun can mm. cause skin damage and a million freckles. So I look back and I at the with the information I have now, uh-huh. with the knowledge that I have now, and all that I know now. I could wish I I wish I could impart that upon. What would you tell yourself that, spiritually? What would you tell yourself if you could give yourself any? Think of it as something that could uh, fit on an index card. What one thing would you write down to, to Lisa at half her current age? J-O-Y. J-O-Y. Joy. Joy. Yes. Right? And so Joy. what I would encourage you and anyone else who wants to do the exercise, take that, write it down, post it on your rearview mirror. And so that you see it every so often to remember that. Yes. I think we should have Joy Day because okay, we get great. so busy that we forget to be joyful. Wonderful. And it gets sometimes eliminated from relationships uh-huh. or parenthood or jobs. And we forget that word, joy, sometimes. It's a great one. Yeah. So, we could, I, so that's my, my claim. Let's have Good. Joy Day. Fantastic. <laughs> we'll, we'll celebrate that on uh, May 22nd annually or weekly or whenever you want. Okay. Well, that's, you know, that's a great concept. I like how you're making it practical and usable yeah. for people that have this whole idea behind. Not to say the orthodox part of it is bad because that's also it something that teaches. People. And if it works for you, God bless. Uh, that's wonderful. That's okay. Wonderful. So now what about this concept of prayer? Yeah. When – I've always thought that prayer yeah. is basically taking something out – a problem yeah, 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 that you yeah. have – Outside of yourself so someone else can figure it out that might have a higher position in right, life than right, you right. Okay, <laughs> or so, maybe not, no position actually. So there are actually three different kinds of prayer um, and they all start with the letter P to make it nice and easy. Okay. Uh, there's petition prayer, there's praise prayer, and there's presence prayer. Petition prayer is the one that we always think about prayer um, like, oh, I pray bid ye th- – uh, my Shakespearean is not good. But that, that notion of pray meaning a request, I, uh, to ask for something. The, the Latins precare, to ask for. Um, so that's – but that's one out of three notions of prayer is to ask for something. That's the petition. The second one is praise. Any gratitude list? Anytime you're thankful for what you have, you say grace before meal, that's also a kind of prayer. That's just a That's praise good. prayer. Yes. And then the third one is a presence prayer. And presence prayer is just – and it's unbelievably difficult, as you know, of just being present to where you are when you're there. And that's prayer. In the Bible, there's a beautiful notion of when Jonah's at the bottom of the belly of the fish, at the bottom of the ocean. So, I mean, he's at his bottom that he – you would think his prayer would be, God, get me out of this damn stinky fish. But his prayer is instead just about being present to where he is. And it's a beautiful prayer. And so it's that third part of prayer, that uh, that presence prayer, which is really important. 
Um, and there's some great quotes about prayer that, you know, prayer doesn't change the universe, but it changes the person who asks. There's a mm. Kierkegaard quote that I'm kind of butchering a little bit there, but it's along those That's lines. That's a great point. It's yeah. about perception. It, it changes you because you've asked, because you've you've put it out there. If I could find where that uh, quote is, Oh, it doesn't is, need to be I'd perfect. I got the essence of Good. it. Because it's, it's about where your perspective is, mm-hmm. which can change everything around you. And as we've learned, it can change our genes. It can change yeah. everything. It's it's really changes your, your whole entire... Uh, what about the importance of... Um, Support around you. So say you mm-hmm. have a particular feeling about mm-hmm. something, but um, there's other people around you doing things that are maybe not um, ethical mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, hurting themselves and so forth. How do you take that beyond yourself to see someone who's maybe doing drugs or, you know, d- 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 doing something horrible yeah. to other people or cheating or what? I mean, how do you? As, um, Tough one, huh? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um I, I don't. I don't have uh, great answers beyond uh, you know the serenity prayer of uh, God. Give me the wisdom to mm. know the difference. Let me uh, accept the things, things I cannot change. Can't change and courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know what I can and can't do. If you, you, we can't really change other people as much as we like to think we can. Mm, and what that about sucks? What about changing the world? I'm all for that. I mean, this is KPFK. Come on, rock on. We're all changing the world. <laughs> well, if you can't change one other person, how do you change the world? I don't have an answer to that. Can okay. I phone in? Next. Do I get a lifeline or something? <laughs> I don't have an answer to that. I don't know. You're a rabbi for the love of God. Right, but I'm also allowed to not have all the answers, which I think is delightful and refreshing, if I may say so myself. Yes, absolutely. I had to bring that little one up. Appreciate it. Because it comes up a lot. Um you know, there's, there's, uh, we could go on and on with this entire conversation, but I think a lot of um, the, what people have, they can ask you if they want individually. It's religion outside the box, which is R O T B dot O R G. Mm-hmm. And just uh, Google Rabbi Brian. I'm the most popular Rabbi Brian, according to Google. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that exciting? Um, it's an internet based, non denominational, spiritual, <laughs> religious congregation, um, which is a great mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> You even have a pamphlet here on how to deal with impossible people. Yeah. How do you do that? Oh, the, the I know you the know the answer because you wrote the pamphlet. I, actually, I got most of this from my friend Larry, who's a minister. The the you know what? I'll I'll make a deal. Anyone who wants to know how to deal with impossible people, send me an email, and I will send them the list little uh little booklet. How's okay, that? how to deal with impossible. the simple answer is love, but I, I'll spell it all out. That's Just what send I was me an really email. looking for. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. The simple answer to a lot of things is love. Yeah. Hey, at least their attempt to do Love Day was good. They call it something different. But I, a Valentine's Day for me is Love Day. Yeah, I like that. All right. And what is your email, by the way? Uh, just go to rotb.org, and there's a little, you know, click to contact Rabbi Brian, and I'm right there. Okay, good. And the book, again, is called How to Find Out What, parentheses, the God of, parentheses, your understanding once from you. You have to actually see the title in order to know what the heck I'm talking about. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's You're been very a... welcome. I'm really glad to have been here. And I, you are a bit of a celebrity. I understand you influenced the uh, ER people over there. For the, the... If, you, if you saw last season, the character of the chaplain was uh, based on me. Yay, hooray. That's great. I, li- I live in Hollywood. <laughs> Good for you. All right. Um, once again, Religion Outside the Box. Rabbi Brian. Zachary Mayer is the full name, and rotb.org is the uh, website if you want to check that out. Thanks so much for your contribution to the world. 
Thank you, my friend. (laughs) Talk to you soon. And that's it for me today. Thank you, Tanya Jenkins and Gina Salvati and all the people, the Aware Show angels that make it possible, including, including you, the listeners. And while I'm committed to bringing you the clearest information possible, in the end, I always encourage you to listen to your own truth. Until next time, I invite you to stay aware.